Hey, what up? You're tuning in to the Adventure Between Us podcast, and I'm your host, Destiny Finn. And today, we are going to be talking about how bad habits die hard, but why they still need to die. So let's dive in. How many of us have had a bad habit? Maybe as a kid, you grew up picking your nose, biting your nails, screaming indoors, and you would be told, don't do that. Okay, stop. But then you would kind of start just creating this bad habit, and over a course of time, you would continually be reprimanded, stop biting your nails, stop biting your nails, stop picking your, don't pick your nose. Like, you would hear your mother, maybe your father, continually tell you this, um, and that would be a bad habit. But I think a lot of us as adults, we are quick to say, well, I don't pick my nose, I don't bite my nails, and I don't really have bad habits. But I think we also kind of forget and we put bad habits in categories that are, I guess, okay habits, and they're acceptable habits, they're respectable sins almost. Um, And sometimes they consist of things like sleeping in and being lazy, being gluttonous, you know, or not being a good steward of our time. That's a bad habit. You know, continually, endlessly scrolling social media, bad habit. And so you might be thinking, okay, maybe I do have some bad habits. And so maybe, maybe you are self-aware of, yeah, I don't really work out. I don't eat the best. I don't do this. Like there's always stuff I want to get better at, but I have this bad habit that I just can't break. But what about the habits that I think oftentimes we don't even realize are a habit because we have written this story so strongly in our minds of this is just the way I am. I'm bad at remembering names. I'm not a morning person. I'm horrible at time management. Like you've just told yourself this so often that you don't even consider it a bad habit. And what about emotions? What about maybe you're a worry wart? Okay. A lot of people, they don't say, well, that's not a bad habit. Worrying is a horrible habit. Constantly being filled with anxiety, constantly thinking negative thoughts, bad habits. But these are habits I feel like a lot of times we don't really put into the category of a habit. We just say, oh, well, you know, life's hard, this, that. Like we make excuses for these habits and we classify them as different things rather than what they actually are is a bad habit. And bad habits die hard. Let me tell you, and that's honestly, that's why I named this episode and titled this episode the way I did is because today we are really just going to kind of be talking about bad habits and how they affect our lives and why bad habits are created and how to honestly break them. Now, if you know how to make a habit, how to create a good habit, they say there's basically four laws, cue, craving, response, reward. You know, you got to make it obvious. You got to make it attractive, you got to make it easy, and you got to make it satisfying. That's how you create a good habit, you know, and you build that repetition to make a habit in over a course of 21 days, you start building this into just kind of a ritual for your life, and then by 90 days, it's almost pretty much subconsciously going in your head that you don't even have to think about tying your shoes. You probably don't think about getting out of your bed of what side you get out of. You probably don't think about brushing your teeth, how you eat, which hand you eat with, because it's just that simultaneously of a habit. Like, it is ingrained in your system so deep down that you don't even blink a wink about it. But like I said, there's habits that are bad that we do that just as easily with. And one of those habits is definitely worry. Now, I don't know about you, (laughs) but I struggle with worrying sometimes. And I kind of play this game of hypotheses of what could go wrong? 
But what if this happens? What if this happens? Oh no, I don't know if I'll have enough gas money. I don't know about this. I don't know about that. And we have kind of created this almost negative mindset about being negative Nellies over the course of our lifetimes about certain things. And you might not worry about money. You might not worry about where your next meal will come from, but you probably worry about something at some point in some way in your life. Worry is not just a broad thing. You worry about everything. Everybody I like to say has their kryptonite of that area that they struggle with trusting and having a good habit with and they just have such a negative story with that and that usually roots from their childhood if you grew up in a home that was very like just tight on money and you got told like you kind of started creating this negative story it's too expensive we don't have money for that don't do this don't do that you started putting that um belief and attaching that okay well we don't have money which means I don't have money which means I'm broke which means I need to stress about money and you started attaching those words in that storyline to your life and your brain started picking up hey this is important this is important like you want to you want to break that you don't want to be like your parents you don't want to do this you don't want to do that you got to make sure that you have money money's important you know you don't have money for that but with that mindset you have kind of created this bad addiction and bad habit That even if you start breaking the cycle and being a good manager of money and creating a good budget, and now you actually have money and you don't really have to look at your bank account to go get stuff and you know that your bills are paid and that you have the next meal on your table, you're not as financially hurting as you were as a child and that your parents were, but you still have that bad habit in the back of your head reading that story to you every single day like you don't have money for that. When in reality, you do. But the question is, how do we stop breaking that worrying habit? Because if you don't break that habit, it will continually self-sabotage you throughout your life because your identity that you have based that in, whatever that thing that you're worrying so strongly about, you've kind of started to attach that to your identity of, yeah, I'm, I'm somebody that doesn't have a lot of money. Like, I'm broke. Like, I don't know if I have money for that. Like, you've started believing that about yourself and you've started attaching that identity to it, that that identity will start sabotaging any future prospects of actually becoming financially wealthy and getting to even a healthy place of I'm a good steward with money because you have not attached that storyline. And that is a really hard habit to break, especially when it does come to money because a lot of people attach their energy and their power to money. They signify that money is power. So when they have a lot, they're healthy. And when they don't, they get sick. And that's, I think, a lot of, another reason why a lot of people in our culture are sick is because we have grown up just kind of being addicted to money and attaching our power to that. But that's a different episode for a different day. Um... So how do we just honestly break this habit? Because if you don't change the storyline, you're going to keep getting the same results and you're constantly going to be fearing and you might even end up fearing to the point you're kind of become like a Scrooge where you have all this money, but you still have this storyline going in your head. I don't have enough money. I got to be like super tight on my money. I can't go out and eat. Like I'm living in a shack, even though I have millions of dollars kind of vibe. And you might be thinking, if I had millions of dollars, I would not be living in like an apartment or a shack, but I know people that have. Okay, I know close friends and family that like literally have had quite a bit of money and they're still living in this like dumpy, like just kind of rundown house. They haven't like, they have enough money to basically remodel their floors that are falling apart, paint their walls that need a new coat, just simple things like that. But they don't invest in themselves because they see themselves as an inconvenience, not an investment. Because as a kid, they were probably told we don't have money for that, which then signifies to a kid in some times, in some ways, oh, I'm not important rather than just saying, listen, let's save up for that. Like having a different mind frame. It kind of goes back to the smoking concept of I'm trying to quit smoking rather than I'm not a smoker. You have now taken yourself out of that storyline and given yourself a new identity that you are not a smoker. 
Okay, it's it's the concept of I'm trying to do good things or I'm a good person. Because if you identify as a good person, you're going to be more likely to do good things than if you're just trying to do good things. It's the concept same as I'm a voter versus I'm going to vote. You know, you attach those things to your identity. It's why some people are so obsessed with certain like bands and football teams, especially football teams. It's like, yeah, I'm an Ohio State fan. I'm a Michigan fan. You know, I'm a Green Bay Packers fan. I'm an Old Miss fan. Like they've attached that as part of their identity that when people like talk about any other thing, they feel this like almost defense come up of, oh, you're Michigan State? Well, I'm Michigan, you know, like, and there's that rival. And some people honestly take it out of context because they how strongly they've attached their identity to that. But that's what we see with bad habits of worrying. And I personally, in the past couple of months, have really had to work on breaking that habit. And honestly, I was honestly not self-aware for the first few months that I had this bad habit until the one day I caught myself just thinking that and the Lord just kind of was like, why are you worrying about this? Like, I've told you not to worry. And I'm over here like, oh, I don't know if I'm gonna have enough gas money for that. And he's like, do you not see your budget system with all that money sitting there for gas? Like, that's purely set aside for gas. Why are you worrying about this? And I was like, I don't know. And so that kind of began my self-aware journey of why, why am I worrying about this? And that was because as a kid, I really did see the financial struggles at times. So I started attaching that like worry to the, create that bad habit. So whenever you want to change your behavior, you simply have to ask yourself to break the bad habit. And that's the same thing of four things. You have the cue, craving, response, reward. Okay, and so different habits die a different way, um, but most bad habits can be broken by A, making it invisible. That's the first one. Second, make it unattractive. Three, make it difficult. Four, make it unsatisfying. So if you're like addicted to social media, like I've used to have really bad habits of just subconsciously going out of social media to distract myself from doing work because it was just kind of numbing outlet for me. Um, I finally took it off my phone. Like I still have my tablet and computer. I'd leave the app on my tablet because I hate going on Instagram on my tablet. It's really unenjoyable for me. I like it on my phone. So I made it invisible. It's no longer on my phone. And there were times in the first few days that I would go to like hit it. And I'm like, where's that app? Like, where did it go? Because I had that addiction. Second, you have to make it unattractive. So I don't like it on my tablet. So that's already unattractive to me because I will go on it, I will upload a photo, and I will get off. Like, I do not want to scroll because it's unattractive. Like, it's uncomfortable for me. Three, make it difficult. I know if I want to go on Instagram, I would have to go up and get my tablet, which is usually not sitting right next to me like my phone sometimes is. So that's already in my head, like, that's too difficult for me. I don't feel like getting up when I'm comfortable to go get it. You know, it's not that, like, addiction fix. It's the concept, if I want ice cream, I have to go out and drive and get it, even if it means going to the store and getting some, rather than just having it readily available in my house because I'm not supposed to be eating dairy. Um, So I gotta make it difficult. And then four, make it unsatisfying, you know, make it unattractive. Like I said, that kind of goes back to um, unsatisfying, unattractive. It goes back to the tablet. Like it's not really satisfying to hold this bulky tablet to like scroll an app that I don't like using on my tablet. And so it is, it's not really satisfying for me. And I did, I broke that habit. So now I don't really honestly even think about Instagram most days. Like there's maybe one day a week that I'm just like, oh, I should probably upload something, but I don't because right now I'm kind of in that fasting phase to still continually just reprimand and like rebuild and like strongify that stronghold of you need to stop with your numbing addictions and outlets to distract yourself. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so to break a habit, those are the four things. Make it invisible, make it unattractive, make it difficult, make it unsatisfying, 
But when it comes to worrying, it's the same kind of concept and the same like laws and the same steps. But you have to tell yourself a different story. You have to confront it. It's more of instead of just ignoring the worry, you know, because I think a lot of times I tried doing that of just, oh, stop worrying, you know, stop worrying. Like, and you just kind of reprimand yourself, like, stop worrying, you know, like you have nothing to worry about. But the truth is you do worry because your body and emotions are attached to each other. And that's where you had to confront it. Okay, why am I worrying? Okay, I'm worrying because I feel like I want to have no, okay, what does my bank account look like? Okay. Should I be worrying about this? Is this actually a life-threatening kind of, like, concern? No. Okay. Then I do need to stop worrying about it. What what story can you replace? That's honestly the biggest key when it comes to emotional bad habits is switching a different story. Like, especially when it comes to, like, self-sabotage, worrying, anxiety, self-criticism, body-shaming, stuff like that. That's where you actually have to get personal with yourself And you have to start telling yourself a different story. So if you are somebody that really struggles with body image and really struggles with self-criticism of I'm so stupid, I'm so dumb, you need to start confronting yourself with that. And you need to start saying, no, I am wise. I am capable. I am a solution finder. If you don't like your body image, I challenge you for the next 30 days, go every day in front of your mirror for three to five minutes and just smile at yourself. Like look at yourself smile at yourself, get uncomfortable staring at yourself. And I even challenge you to do it nakedly. Okay. Stand in front of that mirror, get uncomfortable with yourself. So that way you can start breaking it and making that habit unattractive because it's so easy to be like, Oh, I'm so ugly. But when you have to stand in front of that mirror and tell yourself to your face, eye to eye that you're an ugly, that's already uncomfortable and it's unattractive because you want to be talking to another friend like that. So why are you talking to yourself like that? And then I challenge you to actually smile about yourself and tell yourself three good things that you do love about yourself. Like, wow, you have a really nice jawline. You do. You have beautiful skin. You are so loved. Like, you are the body that is carrying me through so many trials and tribulations. And start actually looking at yourself, giving yourself that mental and emotional hug and telling yourself, like, you are loved. Like, I am going to support you. I'm going to care for you. Because you are, you are either your biggest enemy or your biggest friend. So if you have a thing with body image, I challenge you to do that. And then when it comes to like the money thing, what I've been kind of using as an example, because that's what I really struggled with. I did. I had to start telling myself, no, I am a good steward of money. I am a wise investor of money. Like I do not need to worry about this. And I would have to take it back and continually remind myself, this is not something that is an actual worrying thing. I have a good budget set. The Lord has continually provided funds for me to be a good steward with. I'm not just blowing it on stuff. And I would constantly have to remind myself a different story because still in the back of my head, and it was uncomfortable. It really, really was. And it still is sometimes to this day uncomfortable because I feel kind of like a silly fool at times for telling myself these things because that's how I allowed myself to feel back in the day when I started really letting people tell me a different story than the story I was telling myself. Um, but I did, I had to just be like, no, I'm a good steward. Like I am a wise investor of money. Like I trust the the Lord who is my source and I am a good person with the resources he has given me to then use them and multiply them for him. Like I am good with money. I do not need to worry about money. I am financially secure. I am emotionally secure. Like I have to tell myself these things and I have to continually remind myself and reflect. And I honestly also did that to the point the first of every month I would screenshot my bank account 
And then I would kind of keep like an Excel spreadsheet. And so it'd be like January, you have this much in your checking, this much in your saving. February, you have this much, this much. And I would see it continually grow because then I'd also reminded me of where I was and where I am now and how the Lord has been faithful. And also reminding me of myself of, look, you are a good steward with your money. And then finally, like, I really just had to remember the Lord's truths, which I honestly find really funny because when this all started, like when he really just started hacking down on my mental frame and my story that I tell myself, because we all have stories that we tell ourselves. And those are usually sometimes very bad habits of the negative storylines is I got a tattoo last summer. Like I've been wanting a tattoo for a while. And I honestly want a whole sleeve, but I'm going to keep trusting the process when the time comes, opportunity will arise. I'm not just going to go out and get a tattoo at the spontaneous moment um, because I want them to all have deeper meanings. And so I did. I was just like really wanting it, but I kind of laid it to peace. You know, I did all my research. I'm like, this isn't a sin. This isn't like, you know, this like I want one, but I'm going to wait for the timing. And it was just kind of that internal, like, what does the Lord want for me kind of vibe. Um, And so I was, I was just hiking in Alaska, talking to him about it. And I kind of forgot about it. Well, a few days later, he's like, like the thought came to me, what if you got a tattoo in Alaska? And I'd be like, that'd be pretty like badass, but I don't see it happening. Well, I get back to the hostel that day and there's a girl there who is a phenomenal tattoo artist. And she like was giving them to people for free if they wanted like a small one. And I was like, man, that's so cool. Except I was kind of chickening myself. I was like, I don't know if I can go ask. Like, that's just really weird. <laughs> like, hey, can you do me a tattoo, please? Like, I'll pay you. Um, but no, the Lord was like, just ask. And it was really eating at me. So finally, I just went up. I'm like, hi. You know, like, I'd already talked to her a little bit and like connected with her. And I was just like, would you be willing to do a small tattoo for me? She was like, heck yeah. Um, and so I did. I just kind of designed the tattoo. And I already had the vision in my mind for which one it was going to be. Um, and it was based off the Bible verses in Matthew six, which I'm going to read to you guys, because that was just really the start of that journey for me of do not worry. And that was really when the Lord was just like, you need to break this bad habit because your worry will sabotage your entire life mission. Your worry will continue to sabotage you and set you back in ways that is unbelievable because your worry is attached to all your fears and your fears become your biggest story that you're telling yourself, which then is a negative script. And you need to stop saying yes to fear and start saying yes to faith. And so in Matthew, it says, therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink or about your body, what you will wear. Isn't life more than food and the body more than clothing? Consider the birds of the sky. They don't sow or reap or gather into barns, yet your heavenly father feeds them. Aren't you worth more than they? Can any one of you add a moment to your lifespan by worrying? And why do you worry about clothes? Observe how the wildflowers of the field grow. They don't labor or spin thread. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all of his splendor was adorned like one of these. If that's how the Lord clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and thrown in the furnace tomorrow. Won't he do much more for you? You have little faith. So do not worry saying, what will we eat or what will we drink or what will we wear? For the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them. But seek first the kingdom of the Lord and his righteousness and all these things will be provided for you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow because tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough troubles of its own. And this kind of just been has become that life thing. Anytime I start like immediately that, like that bad habit, the Holy Spirit just kind of is like, what's on your arm right now? And I look at it and I'm like, you're right. And it has, it's really just been that reminder that the birds and the flowers 
do not have the Imago Dei image, you know, like the image of the Lord, yet the Lord tenderly cares for them. And how much more important does he call us than the birds and the flowers? You know, and this passage, as you notice, begins with the keyword, therefore. Therefore means the preceding words have a direct correlation with the preceding ones. And in order to grasp more fully what the Lord, like what um, Christ's words and commands are in this passage, we got to be aware of what he is just saying before this. In verse 19 through 24, he was teaching something extraordinary. This world is not where our treasure is found. He implores his people to store up treasures in heaven instead of on earth, telling us on the unbreakable security that heaven offers while reminding us that we can't actually serve two masters. And I think a lot of times we start worrying because we have become self-sufficient and we think it's all on us to provide for ourselves, especially if you were raised in a broken home and you didn't have a father there, you didn't have a mother there. And so it was kind of like you just saw them like just trying to like scrape and cut and burn by to feed you and provide for you. Except everything did get going, but you still saw their stress and worry. It wasn't that the Lord wasn't providing because he always did provide abundantly in ways that I can't even still comprehend. Like to this day, my mother's like, yeah, I don't know how we paid the bills, but it got paid. But you still saw her earthly worry and you instilled that in yourself. And that's a generational thing. So sometimes I think our bad habits do come from our parents. And they're actually more likely to come from our parents than anything. Because if your father was an alcoholic, that's actually written into your genetics for then you to be more likely to become an alcoholic. Doesn't mean you have to become an alcoholic. You know, like your your parents' sins are not your predestiny and what your predisposition. Uh, pre- I cannot pronounce the word. I'm like slaughtering it in my head. But it's not your destiny. You do have a choice to change your genetics. Um, and that's where it comes with the new mercies I've been warning. Like the epigenetics is a phenomenal thing because you can you can change the way you think, which then changes the way that your DNA writes itself. Um, so if your parents were worry warts about something, you don't necessarily need to be do that. That's why you see people who are in low income housing their entire lives, like their parents, their grandparents, like all these people were constantly low income housing. They were like living homeless, this, that, the other. And then that one person becomes the millionaire in their family. They break the chains. They become the first person to go to college because they started believing a different story for themselves. It's the concept, if your grandma got pregnant at 16 and then your mother got pregnant at 16, I can guarantee you probably heard things. You better not get pregnant at 16. Oh, you're just going to get pregnant at 16 and throw your life away. Don't do what your parents did. And you start attaching like all this fear and worry of, oh, I'm going to get pregnant out of wedlock. I'm going to get pregnant as a teen. I'm going to have a teen pregnancy. But if you start telling yourself a different story, I can guarantee that then you broke that chain. So with bad habits, bad habits do die hard. And that's why there is the phrase, they die hard. Because it's very hard to break a bad habit because it's so comfortable and you just feel so safe and secure and it's all you know and it's the story that you tell yourself. It's the identity that you place yourself in. So then to change your identity is usually a very hard thing to do, but it's not your destiny. Because bad habits die hard, but that means they can still die. They're not invincible. Okay, that is not your destiny. You can change that, but you have to change your habits. And you have to be willing to get uncomfortable and do things you're not used to. So where are you today in your life that you just, you do? Maybe you're worrying. Maybe you have a bad self-image about yourself. Maybe you have a bad habit with eating or working out or even time management. Where do you need to start telling yourself a different story? Where do you need to start writing yourself a different story? Where do you need to start breaking a bad habit by making it invisible, making it unattractive, making it difficult, making it unsatisfying? Because you can, and whenever you want to change your behavior, you can simply ask yourself those four questions. 
And if you've ever wondered, why don't I do what I say I'm going to do? Why don't I lose the weight or stop smoking or save for retirement or start that side business? Why do I say something is important but never seem to make time for it? The answers to those questions can be found in those four laws. Okay, the key to creating good habits and breaking bad ones is to understand these fundamentals and how to alter them to your specifications. Every goal and dream is doomed to fail if it goes against the grain of human nature. And your human nature is that identity of what you continually tell yourself, that storyline. Because your habits are simply shaped by the systems and the stories in your life. They are shaped by your identity. It's that identity-based habit. And if you don't know what that is, I talked about it in a few episodes back so you can go check that out. You can change those habits. You can choose to stop worrying, except I think all of us have become so comfortable in that addiction to worry that it's very hard to give up. But it's possible. And let me tell you, it's so much more freeing to feel happy and joyful and to go to bed knowing that you're secure than it is to, oh no, well, I have enough money, even though you know that you have enough. So stop worrying about something that you don't need to worry about. Like you're spending this time and energy and it's draining you because your emotion and body is connected. And so when you are emotional and you're stressed about this, then your body starts to get sick and weak. And that's a different topic for a different day. But you can change your habits. Bad habits die hard, but they still need to die. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to continue to get more amazing updates and episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And I'm your host, Destiny Finn. Peace out, Girl Scouts.